I was speaking with a friend recently who's trying to uh, recruit back to the U.S. And this week's newsletter, I'm going to load it up with some jobs in the U.S. plus some jobs you can do remotely or jobs related to education that aren't in schools. And so that's kind of the theme this week. And anyway, conversation came up and our friend was talking about this recruitment agency, which isn't that big, um, but they're kind of well-known in parts of the United States and just saying how they were um, really serious and they had a lot of demands and things you needed to do to get listed with them. And um, I told her that years ago when I started looking to move back to the US from overseas, I went through, first I went through the normal process where I signed up with Carney Sando. I think that's quite normal. And they were always great and they are still great. Like if you are looking to recruit back to the US and even in to some degree to some overseas jobs, I, I think Carney Sando is a great one to have a profile with. I mean, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And their recruiters are very responsive. And um, anyway, so this isn't about Carney Sando. I just it's about another group and I'm not going to mention their name. So anyway, this is, this is what's funny. I, uh, I went on this other groups like website and all I did was fill out the registration, you know, the initial registration where you put in like your demographic info, your work history and types of jobs you might be looking for. And you submit it to see if they're going to add you to their database so that you can access their jobs or, or whatever. And then I get this, email back and it says, thank you very much for submitting your materials for assessment. As the oldest teacher placement service, thousands of inquiries from fine candidates are received each year. So many, in fact, that in order to provide the personal attention to the job searches, we must necessarily limit the number of candidates that we accept at any given time. There's another paragraph, and then it says, unfortunately, we cannot be an effective resource for all of the many fine candidates who apply. We regret to inform you that our review of your application suggests that there will not be, will not be able to assist you. Now, I work in technology, specifically uh, director level, uh, CTO level. There aren't actually that many jobs available at, at any given time or any given year. So the fact that I would be rejected because there are just too many applicants doesn't even make any sense. Most of the jobs that I go for are retained searches, meaning the recruitment agency is being paid a fee by the school to find someone. So it's not even just a general database listing. Let's jump forward to 2022. <laughs> the same agency sends me unsolicited, so I'm not signed up. They send me unsolicited emails every week, I'm assuming because of my LinkedIn profile. And about once a month, they send me mail in the mail to my office with a list of jobs they think might be, you know, something I would be interested in. So I just thought this was really funny, like this whole like concept um, of having like this rejection when I'm looking for a job. And then when I'm not looking for a job, just literally getting unsolicited advertisements from a group that said that, um, you know, they can't be an effective resource for me. 
So, and then my friend working with them and they're putting all this pressure on her to submit extra materials. And if you saw her resume and her background, she doesn't need any of these extra materials. They could put her in front of any school and they would at least want to interview her. I'm not saying she would get every job, but that that's just the case. I mean, uh, it's, it's just the case. So, uh, I don't know, I guess just keep all this in mind. I always get people messaging me saying I have filled out like a hundred applications and I've been rejected or I haven't heard back or, or whatever. Just, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if there's even anybody on the other side of the information that's being sent. A lot of times I think it's literally just serendipity, which is kind of what my newsletter spills around. Like you're casually browsing, you see something and then you apply for it and you get it. There wasn't a lot of thought or deep search that went into it. You just saw it and your brain was like, boom. Um, and um, maybe that's just uh, how it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to work. So anyway, thanks for reading. And I hope this week's uh, newsletter, which would have come out before this podcast, was good and helpful. And if you're in education and you want to transition, it's not impossible. So when you see these transition jobs, um, you're, you're going to have to make a different kind of resume and cover letter. Um, but have somebody proofread it and just remember to focus on your professional experience. The fact that, you know, you probably were doing a lot of paperwork, following policies and procedures, writing policies and procedures. doesn't really matter what they were. Just the fact that you're writing policies and procedures. Um, doing work with accreditation is a big deal because that's kind of the same as doing any kind of compliance work for any kind of job. So just start making these parallels and communicate those out. And uh, you don't have to go into specifics. Like you can say that you develop curriculum. You don't really have to explain what the curriculum was about. If you're going for a job that just wants you to develop a structure, there's a lot of curriculum development jobs that uh, just need someone who knows how to structure information. And then you, you can, you can work with the content and learn it. So just throwing that out there. Um, so everybody have a good week and uh, thanks for listening. And remember, you might be rejected by bots.